this is a glass-like surface in my mouth. But anyway, we can find a way. So, you ready? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Bill. You know, uh, those of you that know me well know that uh, I've been studying this for a long time. As a matter of fact, every quiet term since March. Mm. Yeah, on this and you say, boy, you're a thick head. You can't get it. Well, honestly, it, it has revealed things to me that I never thought. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Uh, it's, a, it's an incredible study to get into and to see what God has planned for us. So, you know, it, it was triggered by my wife's death. Mm -hmm. uh, she's already gone ahead of me. Now I'm thinking, uh, where is she? When I get there, what will it be like? Yeah. What will I be doing? Mm -hmm. So it, it was just created a whole lot of questions in my mind of what to do about that. So uh, JD and I are going to do a three-lesson series on heaven. Yeah. And if I could get the second slide. This is a JD's turn. Tom allowed me to have a little bit of a cameo uh, this morning. But I wanted to explain a little bit about um, why I decided to do more study on heaven as well. Um, you know, I've, I've done studies on heaven before. But this time it was different. You know, after Tom explained to me his uh, motivation, um, I was moved. You know, and I thought about, you know, I thought of the things that I've studied in the past and asked myself, am I really convinced about that? Am I really convinced about where we're going or where we, where we want to go, right? And where we're headed. Um, you know, when you're going somewhere, you're using a GPS, right? And you, you put in your the place where you are now, yeah. right? Yeah. But then you also have to put in where you're going. And so... Now I get it. <laughs> you also have to put in, you also have to put in where you're going. Now the thing is, if we're confused about where we're going, we're not going to get accurate Right. Right. If we're a little hazy on where we're going, we're not going to get accurate direction. Right. Right. And so the GPS, in fact, won't even work. Yeah. And so we we know we're disciples. Right. We know we're going on a journey. But are we convinced and certain of where we're going? Right. Like what that looks like. What's what what, what we're going to possibly experience. And and of course we talk a lot about how to get there, but we don't really talk much about what the destination is. Yeah. And so thinking about heaven is as deep as my faith, I gotta tell you. Which which, you know, we all hope hope you would do. Yeah. In Colossians three, starting in verse one, it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above. Yeah not unearthly things. 
And so now we're supposed to set our minds there. Wouldn't it make sense that we have a clear picture of what it is? Right? And so that's my motivation for doing this. And, I, and, I, and I'm praying that you guys will get a lot out of this three-week study. Next week, uh, we're going to have our Christmas banquet. So we're going to, you know, do something slightly different, of course. But the following weeks after that, we're going to jump right back into this. And I hope it makes a tremendous difference in your faith as well. Amen. 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 Hey. Here we go. So I call this lesson bookend. It's uh, it's the bookend between Genesis and Revelation. What what do these two things, these two books, tell us about heaven? JD is going to use some really valuable material we got from Orlando. From a good friend of his, Courtney Mayer from the Caribbean, on how God wants to be with us on this earth and how the Bible shows he's been trying to do that all through the Bible. Amen. It will be, it will really make sense for what we're doing with uh, that. Uh, and then finally, the last one will be on judgment and works. We tend to not talk about works because we think we can't get that in our work. Mm. But God has a lot to say about our work. Yep. He's not uh, like it. Mm-hmm. He's uh, evaluating how far we do it. So that would be the third, and that would be in January. Come on, Tom. So, I don't know what your thoughts on heaven are, but I So, I want you to know, if you can see this, a lot of us have settled on the image of the water ending sing along in the sky. One long, forever churches. <laughs> and a lot of us in our hearts think and say, that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> How long can I go to church? I'm a song like in the church. And so then uh, it really kind of turns us off and we start thinking, okay, now maybe I just focus on things down here because I can't focus on that. that, that that's a turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe if you think that God is just going to destroy the earth, abandon his original design, and start over by implementing a new plan in the earth we have. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a sad thing that we give up. Uh, I I decided I I can no longer lose that. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do something about it. Too many too many people too much. Uh, we're going to talk about it. These guys are in heaven and they don't realize they die. 
We put a man in there and they all have trees. The river waters the garden. This is going to return. It'll pop up again in the little revelation. And go away. So they put it in the house. Here is the work assignment. Put it in the garden and take care of it. So they put that tree. And what's interesting is God was walking one of the trees in that garden. God was in the garden one and a half times a week. After they messed up, and he was there one and a half times. Now, the beauty that one of the interesting parts about the sin that they did is clearly because they wanted to be like God and know you to be but they were also naive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had never encountered a church to God. Wow. They were very nice. Yeah. That was one of their big problems. They were nice. They had taken that. That's something that they never encountered. Yeah. Okay. Help. <laughs> so, God had to fix it. So he brought out a curse. Now, you, you will notice that he did not destroy the Garden of Eden. He just put away, kept them out of it. He put the serum around them and said, you can't come back here. I'm not convinced that the Garden of Eden is no longer. God didn't destroy the Garden of Eden. So, he stepped out of that and he said, you're going to work and earn your food. Wow. You can't just, now I want you to think about it. Up to then, there were plants, there were trees. How do you just go pluck food off trees? <laughs> just like a lot of tropical places that were right here today, or Cambodia, you just go pluck your food off the trees. Now you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to dig up the soil. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to work for it. So like, God put these things here and says, you can't go back in there. That would have been a bummer. Yeah, we would call that a bummer. So what was God's cure for the curse? We live with the curse. We're still living with the curse. What's God cure for the curse? So several thousand later, during years later, during a Roman rule, Jesus was sent to the earth. I want you to think hard about this. God says, "I got to take care of this curse problem and man's susceptibility to sin." We, the Godhead, are going to. Encounter our endure what man did on the earth. I'm going to send my son 
This is God's plan to cure the curse. Come on. Mm-hmm. And allow us to be resurrected. Come Jesus on. was called the firstborn from the dead. Mm-hmm. You know, 1 Corinthians 15, I don't know if you've ever read that about the resurrection. There's a whole chapter mm-hmm. in Corinthians about the resurrection. Why is it there? Because these people are very Greek in the culture. They were very affected by Plato and his uh, ideas about the body is evil and the spirit is good. Yeah. And he had to come back to Corinth and just pound them on God, you will be resurrected. Yeah. It's, not all, it's not all over. We've been preaching this from the beginning. You will be resurrected. Yeah. This allows us, by our resurrection, to populate us. Mm. That's how we get to be. Mm. (coughs) It won't be just Adam and Eve now. It's going to be us. All who accepted Jesus. So, this is everything. He's got to prepare a price for us. In his father's house. Now, I don't know if you know how marriage works back, worked back in Jesus' time. So most kids, most of them were kids who married. 13, 12, 13, 15 years old. There's no way they're going to have a house. No way they're going to be able to take their life on their own. So what they would do is they would get betrothed to be married. And then the man, the young man, would go back to his father's house and build a room on the house. I don't know if you've ever been to Israel. If you drive around it and interact with Israel, you find houses with unfinished rooms on the top of the house. Still to this day, you still do it, waiting for a son to come back and finish that up and live with Papa. This is the this is the image that we get of Jesus that I'm going to prepare a place for you in my father's house. Amen. Isn't that great? Yeah. Amen. In my father's house. So that was interesting. I thought okay. <laughs> Let's go to Revelation. Chapters 21 through and 22. Revelation was dictated to John the Apostle by Jesus through an angel. This is where we get the book of Revelation. This is Jesus saying, Okay, why don't you go tell the people? 
he was exiled because he was being persecuted. So John was on this little island called Patmos, an hungry big island. And he had all these visions and all these instructions that he got. It is apocalyptic in nature, right? So what is apocalyptic? Well, it means talking about the future. Imagery, all kinds of stuff. This is where most people just really stop studying revelations that I can't draw. All these animals, wild wings stuff, and multiple wings, multiple faces, and all this kind of it's kind of but it's part it's meant to be that way. The kind of writing. But here's the interesting part. It was written to the disciples to help them cope with the Roman persecution. This there was near the period when they were being strung up, they were being fed to the gladiators, to the animals, to kill, torture, all this kind of thing. This was written at that period of time. Now, very interesting, we just we just studied, studied Ezekiel. Guess what? That was written to the Israelites when they were being Never going anywhere down But both of those, both of these give a positive view of what's going to happen when it's over. Come on. Uh, Ezekiel 45 47 talks about this is how I'm going to restore Jerusalem and bring you back to the land. In other words, it's bad now, it's been fussing at you for a long time. Here's how it's going to ultimately happen. Amen. Amen. Same thing is in the Revelation. Come on, Tom. Here's how it's going to be, folks. This, so the last two chapters of Revelation are really talking about how it's going to be for us when it's over. So it's meant to be positive. But up to Chapter 21 and 22, not so, not so much fun. There's a lot, a lot of bad stuff in there. God will be uh, with us on the new earth, in the new place. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. God has wanted to be with us yep. since the evening. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I hope I can persuade you. Yeah. He has wanted to be on earth with us. Set the guarantee. Yeah. And here, J.D. is going to prove it to you. He's going to show all the, all through the Bible, this whole long-running story mm-hmm. of God is willing to be with us here on earth. Let me just, I'll just steal a little bit of the <laughs> God is with us now yeah. in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in this pain of Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. He is a, mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. It shows how much he wants to be with you. Every while of that through the Holy Spirit. Amen. So in the in the Revelation 21 and 22, unlike Ezekiel, where he talks about the new temple, in Revelation 21 and 22, there won't be temple. The city of Jerusalem will be the temple. God will be there. Jesus will be there. He will be the light of it all. But there won't be a temple light back in the city. 
So I'm just doing that. This is this is what an angel told John while he was on Patmos. Revelation from Jesus Christ. So this is from Jesus, which God gave him to show his church service what must soon take place. He made it known that then we have made it known to the Spirit of John. So this is Jesus telling him how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you think Jesus doesn't really know what's going on, <laughs> read Revelation 2 and 3. Seven churches of Asia. Yeah. He evaluated, evaluated everyone. Tell him what he thought they did well, what they did. He's watching. Yeah. He's evaluating what's going on. See if I can put it in reverse. Can you back up one? So, Revelation 21, this is the final judgment of the scene. This is a scary All the people that have ever lived will be resurrected. Stand in front of what is called the great white throne judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm on one of the Nope, two. Okay. One more. So this is starting to show the scene of the new earth. Be ready for the new earth. Mm. Be nice, look. This one's kind of messy. Wouldn't you like to have a new body? (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. Um, you know, my 80th birthday will be in June. I just, I shake my head. How did that? Amen. I have a thing. I was going to show a slide about bucket list. You ever heard? You know what a bucket list is? Yeah. There was a movie about that. Jack Nicholson, Danny Glover, the two guys both had terminal illnesses and had in the hospital. Uh, decided, hey, we got a little life left now, so let's go, let's go fill out a budget. So Jack Nicholson had money. He would rent planes, he'd do all sorts. It was great. But my bucket list is not very big. But learning about heaven was my main bucket list. Because I'm not that, maybe not that far away from Hmm. It'd be nice to know where I work. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe all of us should do it. Maybe if you keep me this all you will start thinking about it more. But uh, so my my other bucket list. Since I, on my 80th birthday, there's a, a musical group I've been wanting to see for a long time called Tedeschi Trucks Band. 
There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. They will reign forever and ever. Amen. When is the last time you thought of yourself as reigning of the kingdom? Come on. Come on, Tom. Or anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, my conviction is God is watching us down here. He's seeing, I gave you assets, I gave you life, I gave you family, I gave you food, I gave you home, I gave you warmth. How did you use it? He looks at that and says, Oh, I'm going to give a sign of you. You will serve me. It's going to help you get in here. Wow. That that will be in the third lesson. We'll get into that more. But there's a lot to what what these words say. Right here in Revelation, there's a lot to. Come on. One more. So would you like, how about that at all? Yeah. I just picked a picture off of the Spock slide and whatever. But did that, it just does something. It's beautiful, it's green, it's lush, it's got flowers, it's got trees, all those kind of things. That's what God wants us to do. He's going to make it even more perfect. Quite so. To be more free than the garden of Eden. Come on, Tom. So, what conclusion can we go to? What conclusion do I draw? I don't want to say this to everybody. What you believe about heaven. Will I keep you in or out of heaven? Mm-hmm. Wow. You have your own choice of what the reason I have. I think the Bible has opened up a lot of insight. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but we, it's like the elephant in the room. We have not yet allowed mm-hmm. to talk to us. Heaven's on the near earth, God will be dwelling with us because that's the way he always wanted. Us with him, not we won't be going off to heaven. God will be bringing heaven to us. Come on. That's a totally different thought. This is just the way he intended back in the Garden of Eden. Now you know why I spent nine months. It's a lot to yeah. a lot of implications. It re- basically rewrote the Bible in my mind. Wow. <coughs> From beginning to end, it now makes sense. It's all tied together. What God wanted to do. There will be no marriage in heaven. I first heard, first go thinking about that, I didn't like it. 
But you know what? Marriage is here to do to get us ready for the marriage of the bride and the groom, us the bride Jesus. That's what this new life is intended to teach us. What it will be like when we actually meet the groom through the bride. Can you imagine that wedding? Come on. When we finally get to see Jesus. Wow. We're the bride. Come on. We have gorgeous clothes. What a ceremony. Mm-hmm. He says there will be a big party here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love to think of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to set Dana's JD up for two weeks. Mm-hmm. He's going to go through and show, show how all the time, Old Testament, New Testament, God has wanted to be with us. Yep. And how he is even with us now right. in our temple, right. inside of us. Amen. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Is that it, Judy? Mm-hmm. Sorry. So, it's sure is quiet. Come on. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah. The challenge of this lesson was that I spent a long time marinating it. Yeah. And then trying to figure out how can you teach it without violating scripture. Without being speculative. And I think you have to have imagination. Yeah. this, or you might go back to And how to do it in such a way that uh, I don't insult you by trying to rush you through it. So it, it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Come on. Because my, one of my daughter's cats woke me up at 4 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a nightmare. And then I went to my computer. And then I had a hiccup. An hour and a half, I was trying to get the windows <laughs> So it was an interesting morning already. But, uh, but I appreciate everybody's attention. I, I pray that this will be something that you can marinate on. Amen. For now, yeah. the next two lessons. Yeah. And I think we can. Uh, what I really was wanting to do is get us to the point, me to the point, you to the point, where we can be excited by heaven yeah. and use it as we share our faith. Yes. What, what are we trying to tell people yeah. when we share our faith? This worship place out there, yeah. or clouds, or maybe pom all that kind of stuff. That, that's not to be very exciting. So, trying to get us into a way to have an exciting excitement about heaven is what it can be. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So, with my Christmas sweater on, that was the latest that I could give you. Part of this, uh, it's great to be able to share and study about that. Of course, what you have provided for us and shared with us. 
And what you want to do with it? Well, it's incredible that you came up in the common entire time to Jesus, honor part man, part God, who could be sacrificed on our behalf, take our sins away, and then give us an opportunity to be with you like What an incredible, incredible blessing. Thank you for all the foresight you've had. Amen. 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 Amen.